The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we've got Cody Rose, we've got Rhea Ripley, and we've got Elimination Chamber qualifying matches. It's WWE Monday Night Raw Wrestling Inc. after show. He's Justin Labar, I'm Jack Farmer, and he's Jimmy Corderas, and we are coming to you live, and it is a big one Fellas, I'm just going to apologize right off the bat. We had some kind of uh, issue where the power went out in my place, and then knocked out my Wi-Fi router. I've been dealing with it all day, but I got my cell phone. I got my little ear pods. We're ready to go. We're doing this thing. I'm not stopping. Justin, how you feeling today? Feeling good. I feel like uh, we, we. I feel like we've been talking to each other a lot. Like this is great. <clears throat> Yeah, we've been uh, we've been we've been hanging out a lot the past few weeks. I feel like it's going to continue because I feel like I feel like wrestling's really good right now. Jimmy, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling great. When Triple J is in town and back together, it's always a good night. Well, you know, I'll tell you, I'm excited about this episode. I'm even wearing my Dusty Rhodes American Dream shirt tonight because I'm excited about where we're going and who's the guy going to be and all this other stuff. Uh, but let's get into the news right away because I want to talk about some interesting things. Speaking of the Royal Rumble and all that other stuff, of course, like, comment, share, subscribe. If you're here with us live in the chat, thank you so much for joining us. Very much appreciated as always. Again, like, comment, share, subscribe. Let's talk about the news, though. Let's talk about some stuff before we get into this show. Everyone seems to be loving the Royal Rumble. Well, I guess everyone has their own opinion, but I feel like there's a lot of people who like it, at least the bloodline side of it. Uh, but was it successful? The business folks always want to know. And dare I say, it seems to have been the Royal Rumble gate earned 7.7 million, which is 50% higher than the previous record set in 2017. So not just barely, not just uh, inflation went up, but it blew it out of the water. Also, merchandise sales were up by 135% for over last year's Rumble. Sponsorship revenue was doubled at 200%. Uh, and as far as views, uh, they netted over 20 million views across all WWE platforms. And uh, the Logan Paul portion of the Rumble got 25.5 million views. Justin, everyone likes to talk about ratings and numbers and things like that. I don't know how you argue that this wasn't just a smash and success. Smash success, and everybody got to uh, watch and hear Hardy perform. So, I mean, hey, yes. it's, a, <laughs> it's a chart topper. Um, I, I, I think it's proof. Hardy draws. <laughs> 
you know, this is impressive because, um, you know, the, the tickets for this event obviously went on sale, um, you know, months and months ago, really before anything's announced. And again, much like how Mania does, Royal Rumble just can sell itself out on sheer reputation. Uh, and that's that's a that's a powerful thing. Mania has been doing it for years. Uh, you know, with tickets going on sale in the fall before you really even know uh, any matches, and, and now Rumble's at that stature. And, then, and I think essentially, we'll, I think we'll probably see. I'll, I'll make a hot take here, a hot prediction. I think this summer, this SummerSlam will probably make you know new records for SummerSlam uh, history. So uh, good times for WWE. Obviously, you know we we've talked about on here a lot of. Uh, SOPA upper and controversy may be in the boardroom, but all in all, these are the type of headlines you want from business analytics if you are trying to pursue a sale or something. I mean, you, you, the property is hot right now, and who wouldn't want to sit in a meeting and hear why they should be the next owner and distributor of WWE? So, hats off to everybody. Just think about that real quick. Uh, you know, a, a four hour show, a four hour rest, rest, wrestling show generated 7.7 million in ticket sales that is mind-boggling to think of um yeah when you think about the the, the roots of, of pro wrestling and you know how you used to be able to attend shows and for what and, and what have you and where they were and the settings and now to sell out that jimmy seven point mm-hmm. seven million selling out the astrodome wow mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not a good day for the people who keep saying they could have, would have, should have done this, that, and the other, uh, because this clearly worked. Jimmy, uh, what Justin said about all the drama in the boardroom, all the stuff going on, all the excuses in the world to maybe have a down year this year, but this is what WWE does. They soldier on and they continue to do what they do, and... If you weren't following the headlines, you'd have no idea there was anything going on backstage. And that's the thing. The only people who are concerned about what's going on in the boardroom are the people who read those headlines online and stuff like that. And like to like to the peek behind the the curtain or the fourth wall or wherever you want to call it. But at the same time, you took you you take a pay per view like the Royal Rumble, which you know obviously WrestleMania is the big event of the year. SummerSlam is probably number two, but. Mm-hmm. Fans have gravitated to the Royal Rumble as probably the most fun event for them of the year, of all the pay-per-views. They love the Royal Rumble. They love the concept. They love the idea. Thank you, Pat Patterson, for coming up with mm-hmm. it. As we saw in the commercial tonight uh, for Young Rock, it was Pat who, Pat's idea. but uh, And it delivered. It, it, mm-hmm. it, it usually does, and it's your, you know, it's your first, your main set up for WrestleMania. It sets the tone, and this year they set a hell of a tone. Yeah, and uh, I see uh, the chats on there. Um, you know, we see NYC Demon Diva. Oh, she black, by the way. Jack, is your hair uh, black or brown? It's it's brown. It's actually kind of more of a uh, – it started to turn a little uh, blondish-reddish, actually. As I get older, it starts to get a little bit lighter, but uh, I think the lighting here is making it look dark today. Uh, but uh, uh, NYC Demon Diva, I see, I see her in the chat. Always good to see her. Uh, I'd love to, NYC. D, let us know your thoughts in the chat about Logan Paul getting twenty-five point five million views, setting records uh, as the most viewed can't miss celebrity guest uh, on WWE. Well, it just goes to show you that, you know, that one spot that he did with Ricochet, that mid-air collision spot that they did, 
that is what people are tuning in to see. And it goes to show that people want moments, giant moments. And that was one hell of a moment that people will remember for many years to come. Great stuff there. Uh, And speaking of which, more news is kind of coming out about the Royal Rumble. Pat McAfee gave some insight into his day backstage, and he actually said that uh, he landed. He was was late. There was some issues with his plane, and he landed 28 minutes before he was seen at the Royal Rumble because of the delay. And uh, he said, literally, plane, cars on the runway, heading to the arena, stop at the bus, have a water, here we go, then bang, right into a golf cart and straight over there. Um, And uh, says uh, he didn't realize even what the arena looked like, didn't know how long the ramp was when he went out there. Uh, Justin, one of those stories we say is hilarious. I would be stressing out like crazy, but that's why Pat McAfee's a star, is he was able to pull it off and no one would have been able to guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've all been in a situation whether you're rushing and you're late to get in the car and hit the road to be somewhere, or if you're if you're running late in an airport and you think you're gonna miss the flight, or your plane's running late, you think you're gonna miss the connecting flight, whatever. You know, we've all been there, that anxiety of you rush, rush, rush. And so it's like you think about it. Think about having all that anxiety of traveling and, and things are not going things that you can't control are 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 going poorly or or, or ill timed. And then you don't get to then get to your destination, then like you know, kick your shoes off and lay on the hotel bed and unwind. You then are going to go out in in an adrenaline jolt in front of 50,000 people and be live on the air for the next four hours. No bathroom breaks, no no food breaks. You, you just got to be on. Um, oh, and oh, by the way, you got Brock Lesnar slamming stuff in front. I mean, it, it, <laughs> when, you re- when you really think about it, that is a heart racing day. Uh, and Pat McAfee would have never known. He was just there and he was himself. And as we talked about Saturday night, a, a legit surprise to michael cole and Corey graves mm-hmm. which uh, if they had the behind the scenes you know wb24 cameras filming they are always filming something if they did there at the alamo dome uh, i hope they maybe capture you know uh, triple h going over through the last little bit and gorilla with who met with you know with bruce and whatever and then has anybody seen pat has anybody seen pat and here's the golf cart barreling mm-hmm. down the, the hallway at the alamo dome with pat uh so really cool story i'm glad that pat gave some insight immediately into that because that's a fun fun little nugget uh, behind the scenes of a record-breaking uh, Royal Rumble event. Yeah, and, and Jimmy, you, uh, you've you obviously been to these shows before. Being able to, yes, there's ad-libbing. Yes, you don't, you, you don't script out every little thing that happens. But to go to a show and be on for that long with no, like, no notes, no heads up, no nothing in mind, don't, like, hey, get ready for this moment, nothing. You literally have to just ad-lib it. That's got to be insane. It's absolutely insane. And, and and that's the thing. When you do show prep, you know, you have production meetings, you get you, you get together with the, your fellow uh, announce team and you talk about certain things and and you go over it just like the, just like the talent does for matches when they talk mm-hmm. about, hey, you know, when we get to this thing, we'll talk about this. We'll talk about that. You take over here, whatever the case may be. But this, you know, this last minute thing and you got a huge hats off to everybody involved. Because they all handled this surprise situation very well. Everybody from Michael Cole to Corey Graves, Pat McAfee was was, was hilarious. He was very enjoyable to listen to. And uh, again, like I said, hats off to everyone. And Pat, I feel you, my friend. I've been there on that travel. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I could only imagine. 
And you know what's fun about that, Jimmy, when you think about it, when with Pat giving that insight of how truly, you know, out of the car, you know, on the job he had to do everything. You know, yeah, he they might have been able to slide him some paper there at the desk with the with the with the order of of the matches or or maybe any kind of production notes maybe that Michael Cole or, or Corey would have had. But that literally, when you when you put it in perspective, the timeline of his day, Pat McAfee calling the Rumble is literally one of the closest things you could equate to a viewer at home getting to have a live mic and do commentary because 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 Pat. Pat wasn't hanging out in Cater. He didn't know maybe who a Rumble surprise was or who's coming and where or whatever. He literally is just absorbing this as we are, and 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 and, and in a way only Pat McAfee can reacting to it. Hence the the banger bros asking questions about why we can't use that name. And he's asking who's Uncle Howdy, and he's and, and Michael Cole's having to educate him on that. So that that is kind of a a, a very unique, rare experience to get that you get somebody out that WWE put somebody out there with a live mic for the entire show, who literally has probably no show prep. <laughs> right. And he passed a busy guy. So I don't think he, this isn't a shot at WWE. I don't think he's watching every episode. I don't think he's necessarily up to date on things because he's a super busy guy. He probably doesn't have time to watch Raw and SmackDown and NXT and everything else in between. So mm-hmm. I think that's why a lot of those, like, who's Uncle Howdy and, right. and whatnot were coming in there because he legitimately was probably like, fill me in a little bit. Uh, we got John Jordan in the chat saying, cheers, boys. Chelsea Green is going to be money in this run. Perfect gimmick. Also, props to Jack Farmer. Keep it up. Thanks, John Jordan. Trying to, uh, trying to get my whole I'll talking say, I, on. I'll say, I know this is the technical audible, but this audible camera angle you got tonight, you're, you're showing off the guns. <laughs> somebody somebody else in the chat room, I don't think I got it up, but somebody else is, is saying you look like you look like Austin Theory tonight. Oh, well, you know, I got to grow the beard out a little bit, but I'm the now, fellas. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, real quick, last thing. Oh, wait, we got uh, holy. We'll say holy shoot. Holy shoot. I finally get to be in the wrestling podcast live with Triple J. Well, Swayze 5022. Welcome to the party. Hell yeah. Welcome aboard, Swayze. Very glad to have you. Uh, I want to ask real quick, Jimmy, just one last thing about this plane thing. Um, and I don't want to jinx anybody, but mm-hmm. or maybe I, I won't. But how do people not miss planes more often in WWE? I think like we rarely hear this yet. They're flying every single day. It seems like this. How does this not happen every week? Someone doesn't make it. Uh, it's it's amazing that it doesn't happen more often than we hear about. That's for sure. It probably does to a certain extent a little more than we hear about. But at the same time, uh, you've got how many superstars per week traveling to an event you got the live you know the as we used to call them house shows the live events mm-hmm. and then you got television and then you got pay-per-views wow. and everybody traveling together and everything from like you said issues with the airplanes being delayed uh issues with c- car trouble traveling from town to town there's so much that can go wrong so the superstars don't miss very much especially considering how much they travel yeah i mean it, you always you always want to be flying in the day before uh, so you're on the day of, and I, I actually, I remember talking to a, a wrestler about this a few years ago and, and Jimmy, you could probably attest to this. They, I, I kind of phrased the same question that Jack did. I was like, man, I was like, I, you know, and they say like, yeah, there's a lot of, it's not publicized. You know, sometimes we see wrestlers go on Twitter and say, Hey, such and such airlines, you know, that was terrible right. customer service. But as one wrestler reminded me, they travel so much that every single reward system there is Delta's points, United, South, they they have their, their they have a membership to all of them, and yeah. they fly so much that it does allow them that if they if they do get screwed that one airline is not going to be able to get them where they need to get on a certain as fast as they want, that they can at least walk over to the other airlines' desks and say, look, here's how much of a 
here's how frequent of a traveler I am and how much I've used you guys in the past. Make something happen, you know, and, and you can try to you try to, you know, work the system and hopefully get some nice people skills. And yeah, you know. yeah, it definitely pays in that situation to have every possible reward card from every air, airline, from every rental car agency, from every hotel agency. I still have mine. There's a there's a whole pretty much book full of cards. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I find that just saying, do you know who I am? Works one person. <laughs> So I rec strongly recommend throwing that around and see mm -hmm. how it works out for you. Yeah. Uh, let's get into this great show. Uh, before mm -hmm. we do, of course, uh, like, comment, share, subscribe. Five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, it would be incredibly appreciated. I feel terrible because I had one I wanted to read off from last week. That was It was posted on Sunday, but it didn't actually show up on the feed until after we record, and I wasn't able to actually read it off. So I'm going to read that one next week with the technical issues. I don't have it up right now. Uh, but, uh, oh, Ethan Cruz, uh, if Brock was – oh, never mind. Uh, if Brock Lesnar asked you to get him on another flight, you will do it ASAP. Yes, I'll clear the whole plane for Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah, I, I may even offer my seat because there are other referees there. Right. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, if he'll sit and coach, that is. <laughs> <laughs> he will. He'll make. He'll make first class move. Yeah. <laughs> um, or he'll just rip out the seats next to him and make himself first class wherever he's go. at. Uh, but like, comment, you know, the five-star reviews, re please, the five-star reviews are great right now. Uh, as mentioned, we're kind of doing some things. So those are really important right now, especially the comments, uh, the comments on YouTube as well. Definitely, uh, appreciated there. Those definitely mean a lot. And again, I'd like to read some of them off, but technical issues. I don't have them up right now. I apologize. I'm doing my best here, but if you're in if you the see live, one, if, if you, if you see one you want, try to holler it out. I'll get it for you. <laughs> it's, um, let's, uh, let's give a shout out to the live chat. I don't have the live chat up, but I will say, I know that probably the Jif King Dylan Matthews is in there. NYC Demon Diva's in there. I'm mm -hmm. sure she blacks in there. I'm sure Ethan Cruz. I'm sure we got night one. I'm sure we got, uh, the whole crew in there. Thank you guys so much for being in there. Uh, I definitely appreciate you all, uh, being in the live chat. I'm going to go back and look at these in a little bit. So, uh, once we're done, but We'll get into the show for now. Let's chat about this. Uh, we start the show, and what do you guys want to talk about? That's what Cody asks us, which is very a fun throwback to his last promo at AEW. He talks about his journey and, from the very beginning uh, and says that at the end of the day, it's going to be one royal family versus the other. Judgment Day eventually comes out, uh, and Finn says Cody stole everything from him. Dom doesn't respect him. Edge comes out. There's a melee but I want to go back to the beginning here. And, um, and Justin, I want to just, as I was watching this, I was thinking, we talked about the great booking of Triple H and what's been going on, but just the master stroke it was to have Roman Reigns, who the crowd was kind of behind, do the most horrible thing. The show right before Cody Rhodes comes out and declares himself in a way kind of the next John Cena, the next great good guy. So there was no mixed reactions tonight. There was no Sammy Uso chance. They literally created the biggest evil and the greatest hero, and we're going to get them to clash at WrestleMania. Yeah, this was a, a great start. Um, Cody's promo, too, you know, the way he ran down the timeline of his career. And, you know, you think about it, and that, that serves so many good purposes, you know, He's been gone for nine, ten months from WWE after only being back in WWE for 
three months prior to that. So, you know, there are laps fans that come in and out and what have you. So remind, oh, yeah, he was dashing, whatever. Remind them the path that he went on. And also, we just talked about, it. you know, the, the amount of viewership that was on, uh, that was on for Royal Rumble. Uh, I know. I know we didn't. Talk, I know we talked more about the live event attendance and, and, and revenue, but from from reports and all I've seen, something like two million people in Peacock watched the Rumble. So Rumble is one of those things, and I see it even on my social, you know, with friends of mine from college and high school. Rumble is one of those things like Mania. It's so fun. You watch that one a point in time in your in your life that you always kind of tune back into it. If you know somebody in your world who's watching, you're like, oh, I'll sit down and watch. I'll see who I recognize. See who's cool today. So what a great thing that if if there were any if there were any portions of the audience who watched Rumble got hooked by something said yeah I'll tune in on Monday and and, and you know maybe I'll mention it again you know Cody Rhodes resets everything and, and catches them up and, and frames it of here's what he's doing in his career uh, and, and and royal you know, royal families here in wrestling so I thought this was just a spectacular promo mm-hmm. to uh, to get to the meat of the point uh, and declare um, you know that he is challenging Roman Reigns. And and he's going to do something that that no nobody else in his family has ever done, which is main event WrestleMania and be the world champion at WWE. Uh, Jimmy, I have to ask you the question that uh, Cody kind of asked himself and asked the crowd here: If you could go back and tell your past self what to expect, would you? Yeah, I, I don't know if I would. It's it, it's kind of nice to see let things happen as they as they occur, but at the same time. You know, it's nice to have a plan and say, hey, this is where I want to be in the future. I don't know how long it's going to take, but I'm going to eventually make it there. And that was basically the message that Cody said. But there's one thing, though, I found very interesting, and maybe you guys can correct me, because it was the language that Cody used when he was talking about main eventing WrestleMania against Roman Reigns. He just said that at WrestleMania, Roman Reigns is not going to leave the champion. But he didn't specifically say that he was going to leave the champion, that Cody himself was going to leave. He just says he's going to make sure that Roman does not leave WrestleMania as a champion. I just found the 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 little nuance in the wording interesting. It, it, mm. I don't know. I'm, I'm just I'm just. Am I trying to trying to throw little uh, ideas out there? I don't know. It just to me because usually when a babyface guarantees a victory, maybe in a future promo he's going to say, you know what. I will leave WrestleMania the new universal undisputed champion, whatever the case may be. But tonight, I don't think he said that. It sounded like he said just to Roman that you won't be leaving as champion, but never said that he would be champion at the end of the night. You think they're are they you think they might be teasing a uh adding a few more players to the to the mix there? <clears throat> well, you know, they could be, but it felt like to me there was a little bit of a seed planted for the future. Let's just put it that way. See, I took his promo as just not just trying not to sound as cliche, just just trying to maybe not just trying to say, you know, and I'm a be talk wrestler and I'm going to be, I don't know, maybe, you know, who knows, but maybe, or maybe it is a directive of, you know, say this so we keep things open ended. Um, obviously, you know, Friday's going to be interesting with SmackDown. You know, we're going to get the follow up to the bloodline. You know, we did not. All we got was the recap package tonight, which is to be expected because, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's primarily a SmackDown story. But, you know, I, I have to think, guys, the Elimination Chamber just a couple weeks away here uh, in Montreal. I, I have to think that it would be Roman versus Sammy in a singles match. I had thought uh, going into Rumble and I even thought it maybe after Rumble Saturday night that they could utilize the chamber to have this bloodline thing play out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, which side is. Jay on KO and, and have and put all of them in the chamber, but clearly, as we know tonight, they're going to use the chamber for uh, U.S. title and Raw women's title. So I, I got to think Sammy in his hometown versus 
Roman is the way they go with this. Whether they put the title on the line or not, it might just be a grudge thing just to let Sammy and Roman finally take a swing at each other. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if there is a situation of how you, if, if you add Sammy or if you add KO or, right. or what have you. I, Jimmy, I didn't really think more of it, but I just kind of figured Cody, I know, tries not to be always cliche. I know he tries to find different spins on it. That's how I figured he was wording this promo, but now you got me, got got a wheel spinning here. It's just, Cody is definitely one of the best, I think, it, today in promos, as far as telling a story with his promo, not missing a beat, not missing lines, not stuttering, not faltering, giving the, the being able to go back and tell stories. Like even how he he didn't say AEW, but like how he talked about going out and making the business stronger, like you know things like that. I think are just so he's so gifted at that. As because you know, again, it's it's one thing to go out there and be like, you know, say a bunch of one liners that are fun and and they're great too. But he actually just tells these great stories, and and I'm just this is going to be so good. I, like I said, I've had my opinions about what I want to see at Royal Rumble and all this other stuff, but. Every time they do something new, I'm like, "Oh, this is the best! This, yeah. this, they're they're doing they're they're doing a great job." And just and just like you said, he he looks and feels like a star, and mm-hmm. it shows, and the crowd just reacts. Yeah, yeah. I was worried the crowd would turn on him, but again, I think whether it's just because he's a big star or because of what they did with Roman being so unlikable after Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm you have to root for him. I just, I think this is, this is exactly what WrestleMania is, is these two big superstars. I, I'm going to gush about what, I was going to gush about this for a long time, guys. Just get used to it. Um, I will say though, Justin, we're on the same page now. We can agree. We're both on the same track. We are officially on the road, the road to Elimination Chamber. And that's you've been on the road for a while. I just finally uh, (laughs) took the on ramp. (laughs) You got on Survivor Series. (laughs) Justin just merged on. Right. I I got on WrestleMania backlash. (laughs) God. God, Uh, Triple H. (laughs) Paul, if you hear me, can we get rid of that one? (laughs) WrestleMania backlash. Don't don't Uh, don't do that to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah, it's uh you don't need to add the red. I'm fine with the name Backlash. I just don't like the name WrestleMania. It's it's a cheap WrestleMania marketing. add-on. It's a cheap marketing thing to get WrestleMania into one more title. Yeah. I can't wait for WrestleMania fast lane. But uh <laughs> we did get a quick <laughs> we got some uh some good stuff from Judgment Day, but I feel like we'll talk about that a little bit more as we get on in the show. Mm-hmm. Um we do have, as alluded to earlier by Justin, uh a qualifier match for the US championship. Uh, uh sorry, for the uh, elimination chamber, which will be for the U.S. Championship, Gable versus Rollins. Uh, of course, these two guys. Uh, it's great, good stuff. Uh, Rollins wins. I don't think anyone is shocked by that. But Jimmy, I want to hear your thoughts on the elimination chamber being for the U.S. title. Uh, one, just the fact that it's for that title, and two, what that means about them not maybe splitting up the titles like a lot of people thought, or maybe they will. I don't know. Yeah, well, it does actually making it a an elimination chamber match for the U.S. Championship does elevate that championship because it makes it look special. You know, this is a match that's usually reserved for uh, you know high stakes at the end of it, whether it is an uh, undisputed Universal Championship uh, on the line or a shot at the undisputed Universal Champion on the mm-hmm. line. So it's it's I love the fact that it's elevating. Uh, um, 
well, the IC title used to be referred to as the Workhorse Championship. Now it looks like that U.S. title in the hands of Austin Theory right now is in good hands. And having this match, uh, Elimination Chamber match for that title, just makes that title feel that much more special. Yeah, Justin. Um, it's funny because a lot of people want to split the titles up and they talk about it. I feel like if they did and this was for one of the world titles, this, the players would still be the same. The match would still be the same. We would just be calling it a different title. Yeah, and that's that's a great thing, right? That, that That's mm-hmm. – um, th- this is, again, part of the consistency to elevate the U.S. and IC titles, which have they've done really well over the past, you know, eight, nine months. You know, years ago, they, they had a brief stint with the U.S. title when Cena held it, and he did, and he did those open challenges, which – you know, prompted some memorable moments, one of them being Kevin Owens' uh, debut to the main roster. Um, and then it kind of became an afterthought again. Well, you know, it, it's, it is now both titles have become relevant again. Uh, just look at Walter, the current IC champion's performance, record-breaking performance, mm-hmm. 71 minutes uh, in the Rumble. So I like this. I think this is a great use. Again, I, I, I again, prior to tonight, I thought, okay, maybe Roman's got two straps. He's going to have two matches at Mania. Mania's two nights. Doesn't seem like that's going to happen. I'm not going to be mad about being wrong. I'm just going to revel in what they can do with that otherwise. And they're making the chamber more important with the U.S. or making the U.S. title more important with it being in the chamber. So that's exciting. Um, uh, you know, we start, we learned a portion of the field tonight. And this is exciting because Austin Theory is your U.S. champion. And any which way, I think Austin Theory, it's going to look good for his career. He's either going to go into it and somehow come out of it still champion by hook or by crook. And, and then I think he's going to have a big, mania match lined up mm-hmm. or he's going to go into it he's going to get damn close by hooker by crook but he's going to lose and you know he's 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 the champion with five opponents uh that he's trapped with so it still protects him even if he loses it's not like oh this guy's a bum and i think he still goes on to have a good mania match um if we can see his opponent so i think that th- 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 i think this really <laughs> makes sense on a lot of levels it's uh, I want to uh, double follow up on that, Justin, with Austin Theory, and I feel like he's he's looked great. You're right. I think he's going to look like a superstar after this. I would just like to get your response to all the people who who just believed he was absolutely, as they use the term, buried after everything that happened with his losses while holding the Money in the Bank champion or the the briefcase and all that stuff. And just maybe how quickly people turn to the buried word a little too fast. Yeah, you always have to you know you have to let things you have to let things play out. Very few mm-hmm. times can very few times can something happen in the ring in the storyline where you can go they just buried that person or they just buried that gimmick or they just whatever. Uh, very few times does it happen because most of the time it's like all right they made this decision. Let's see what the justification is and follow up. I I, I, I kind of thought it to an extent there then, and I'd think it even more now. Austin Theory having that Money in the Bank briefcase was kind of a shackle. You know, it's got a mm-hmm. time limit of when it's got to be used. But if it's not the right time, if it's, if it's, you know, yeah, you can just have him cash in at any point and win the title. And, yeah, he you get the money photograph of him holding up the world title. But if he – if the cash in doesn't mean much, if it's not – like, it's just – what are you gonna do? You're just gonna have him cash in, and, and you're gonna end Roman Reigns' 800. So like, well, that doesn't really make a lot of sense, and you don't need to do it now. And Roman's a heel, and Austin cashed in on a heel doesn't like. So it's it it, it was kind of a shackle. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think it was just like, okay, let's get the shackle off of you. 
this doesn't mean you're never going to be world champion. Au contraire, we have plans for you to be world champion. We just want to make sure that the stage is set properly for when that happens. Um, so, you know, like, it's there are so few times that you can actually, like, okay, the, the Hell in a Cell match, I think it was in Saudi Arabia, the, the famous one with Seth Rollins and, and The Fiend, and the match got stopped. Um, that's one where you can say, okay, in this moment, everybody here, nobody wins. Mm-hmm. In that, that's one of the ones that, in the moment you feel that, then I think history played out. It just it, nobody benefited out of that, you know, anything to follow it up. But most of the time, just let it play out and, and see where things, th- see where things fall. Yeah, um, I will say, Shockmaster, that one, that one was pretty rough. Titus, when he slipped on his way to the ring, that one was pretty rough. But uh, yeah, you don't want to bring up the gobbledygooker either. So. Right. Yeah. But they all, but they all, but they all live in infamy. They, all, we all remember <laughs> them. All you have to say is Titus sure. falling. All you, have to say, yeah. all, you, all you have to say is Shockmaster, and we all know. All mm-hmm. you, I mean, it's, it's you know. Yeah. When, when Titus fell, I, just, I remember going, oh, no. Oh, no see, I see, see I, as someone who, who sets up the ring, you know, I'm, I see him going, and I go, oh, my goodness, because there's a center post right in the middle mm-hmm. at, 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 in the structure. And I, he missed it, and I went, thank goodness he didn't hit that center because that's solid and oh my goodness yeah Yeah, but uh seth rollins going on to elimination chamber we get eo sky versus candace LeRae. uh mask comes down to candace reversing the over the moon salt goes to the pin dakota distracts meachin gets involved and eo gets the win uh jimmy another ref distraction for a damage control win no, I I didn't mind the the ref distraction as much because that's what heels do. They cheat to win. It was a hell of a match. I just I, I'm getting kind of a little tired with the you know the roll up slash the, in this case rolled up into the position of a sunset flip for the finish after you see some wonderful maneuvers. What a maneuver! You know stuff mm-hmm. off the top, stuff off the ropes, stuff that looked like could have been real finishes, and then the the heels go over with, you know, like a a roll up for lack of a better term. It just, it loses its heat that way, especially nowadays, in my opinion, anyways, at least for me, it does. When I see that, if they could have cheated and hit something, you know, that was a little more devastating by cheating, then, mm-hmm. you know, I could buy into it, but it was just, you know, a roll up and like, it just, it lost momentum there. Otherwise a good match. The ladies really put on mm-hmm. a good match. To your, to your point, I agree because it, you could get the exact same thing if EO maybe did a cheap shot and then hit her moonsault and pinned. It'd be the mm-hmm. same feeling. It's, it, it, but then it would look like, oh, she hit her move and won instead of the roll up again, which is good for a million other places, I guess. Like save the thing that you can use anywhere as opposed to doing something that would still look like dominant. I don't know. Um, but Justin, we, this is a, I feel like as a match, this was a good one. Um, I was thinking of this, this is just maybe wrestling fan overanalyzing everything. Candace's music doesn't fit her at all. I, when she was coming out, I was like, this doesn't feel like the music that Candace LeRae as she presents herself would come out to. It felt very slow and very like, it felt like a bad guy's music. It felt like something that like Bailey would walk out to. You know, it's funny know. you say that because I, I, I could see that. It's funny you say it because I said the same thing to myself a moment before with EO Sky's music. When the lights go out and then this the lighting effect they do and the the creepy sound effect that's at the start of EO Sky, 
I get the feeling that somebody different's coming and not Eos guy. Um, mm-hmm. so, it is, I, so I'm I'm with you on the topic of um, you know, music and graphics and lights not matching up with how I would think somebody would be presented. Um, I mean, these ladies worked hard. I cr- I, I, I winced a few times. There's a, the, 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 there's a couple times where they, um, whether it was EO doing a going going through the ropes to the outside, or um, there's a couple spots where they I just the way they landed, I got a little a little nervous there for a minute. Um, they worked their butts off. I, you know, we, uh, Jimmy already covered the finish. I, I, I get, I, I'm, I'm fine with having them out there because I, I EO sky and, and the damage control. I still think I'm, I'm not, I'm still not fully on board and sold of the Candace is, is still relatively new to the main roster. So you got to get her some reps of time. So I get, you got to give them time. I'm still just not buying into them all as characters. I don't feel that like the audience is. I know it takes time. So, so, keep giving them the time but this still just doesn't hit much with me right now i'm I'm just not there with it yeah, i think that the what they would really benefit them is mic time and getting to he- figure out who they are as opposed to just as the wrestlers so that i know what i'm rooting for who i'm rooting for because again as a fan of nxt i know exactly who these people are but if i had never watched nxt there really hasn't been much to tell me who they are outside of just them wrestling and I, as you know I, I agree. Wrestling, you should but yeah. you should like them for that but that's not enough you know right i i agree jack and one of the things i wonder is you know triple h knows all of these ladies very well again they're all through the nxt uh, uh nxt promotion so i wonder if um like do they know is it a case of if you pull each of them aside and said tell me who you are one sentence I wonder if they still fully know, and if that's why the time hasn't been given to them on the mic is because they can't yet articulate that. Mm-hmm. You know, they have, they they, yeah. they all have cute they all have cute nicknames. You know, mm-hmm. the poison pixie and the the whatever in the sky. You know, but I but can they communicate a backstory? Can they like that's I, I wonder that, and I'm, I'm you know I'm not trying to pick on them, but I, I wonder if that's maybe where the, some of the disconnect is. Like, you know. Interesting. Well, you know, it's it's it, to your point. Like again, I'll talk about Candace as she's walking out. You know, she she calls herself the Poison Pixie. She has this like what looks like a destroyed wing on her shoulder, but I don't like mm-hmm. why. Why is she wearing that? I don't understand the story behind it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and again, if if I'm new to her, I get pretending I don't know about NXT. Yeah, I go. What what is this? And that's where you can utilize your your announcers during the match too. And they can give you some of that backstory during the match at the right precise times instead of just calling the match move for move or whatever the case may be. You know, that utilize your announcers, you know, educate them, you know, on the backstory for a lot of these talents that aren't getting it um, or getting enough, whether it's not getting an opportunity to say it or just whatever the case may be. But use your announcers and help them get that story across. Yeah, um, but they're getting time, which I think is a good thing because that means I think eventually they'll get there. But for now, that that would be my critique on them. Um, we go to Rhea Ripley, someone we kind of had similar critiques with, I think, for a while until she kind of broke out of her shell and became the Rhea Ripley we know and love today. Uh, she tells the story about three years ago when Charlotte Flair beat her and Rhea Ripley chooses Charlotte Flair and she's going to eradicate her at WrestleMania. Justin, it was Charlotte or Bianca. Do you think it was the right call? Yeah. And I would have been fine either way she goes. 
you know, if she goes with Bianca, it's something pretty fresh, and her and Bianca are very, you know, opposite, you know, characters, and, and so that's fine. But I, I like the Charlotte, and, I, and, I, and I'm actually a little surprised I'm saying this, because if you would have asked me a few weeks ago, I might have, but hearing the promo she cut, and this is, this is, to me, is what a sign of a good promo. She made me believe, because what she said really added up. And I've noted even, even you know, she was my pick to win Rumble. She was a lot of our picks. And I even said she's had mania matches for the title, but they just I don't think she yet knew what who Rhea Ripley was. And I don't think creative yet knew who she was. But now here we are. She's part of this group where arguably she's the leader. She's the muscle of the group of the three other guys. Um, tremendous uh, performance, you know, offshoot stuff of what she's doing with Dom. She's firing in all cylinders and she references that she took on Charlotte a couple years ago and you know, Charlotte put it in her place and she, she wants vengeance. She wants redemption for that. And she wants to beat the almighty queen Charlotte to get that women's title. And so yes, on name marquee, we've, we've seen it on the marquee before WrestleMania, Charlotte Flair versus Ray Ripley, but we have not seen it like this. This is going to be a totally unique build, totally unique position of where both ladies are in their careers. Uh, and that's going to help the anticipation for it. So I'm here for it. I think it's a good choice. I think it is the bigger ticket selling attraction. And I know the tickets are probably already sold out, but but you know what I mean? It's it's still the bigger attraction to view it of Charlotte Flair versus this just I mean, I'm seeing China comparisons all over the internet here. So Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. And oh, by the way, they were you know, they ended up having to work an empty performance center for their mania match. So they had a mania match, but it wasn't really a mania match. So put it out there in front of the Los Angeles crowd. Yeah, Jimmy, I, I want to get your thoughts, but to, to double up on what Justin said, I think even up to about three hours ago, I would have thought Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair is the way to go. That's what I want to see. But after that mm-hmm. promo, I 100% agree Rhea, uh, Charlotte Flair's right 1-1 one, one, mm-hmm. because this version of Rhea Ripley would not let it stand that Charlotte got one up on her. She wouldn't just walk mm-hmm. away from that. She would want revenge. And two... I always think about the poster. What would the poster look like? And I imagine Charlotte Flair with the glitter and the diamonds and the uh, the robes and mm-hmm. the pomp and circumstance and then the all-black goth uh, Rhea Ripley and just how opposing those two images look prints money to me. But you've been in there. What say you? No, I, I, I was looking forward to her picking Charlotte even before this. As soon as... It, <clears throat> Charlotte returned and, 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 you know, won the title from uh, Ronda Rousey. I thought to mm-hmm. myself, okay, going into the Rumble, let's see, who's in the Rumble? Rhea Ripley is a star. And like Justin said, there's a lot of people out there comparing her to China. I don't, <clears throat> a little bit of a difference, but absolutely, you know, I can see why that comparison is being made because she, like you said, Justin, she's being viewed almost like the leader and the muscle of the group of, of uh, Judgment Day. But, for me, I, I, I agree with you guys. I think this is the right choice because when you talk about star value, people on the poster that draw viewers that uh, obviously, like you said, that WrestleMania is probably sold out as it is, but you want to attract more eyes to the product, whether they're watching it on Peacock, on the network, whatever whatever avenue they're, they're or whatever source they have to watch WrestleMania, you put these two people on the poster and they're facing each other People are interested and people want to see this because, they, like you said, there's a backstory to it, but they, they've both evolved. 
you know, mm-hmm. Charlotte yeah. Flair, 14 time champion, Rhea Ripley looking like the next big thing in the women's division. So I, I am truly looking forward to this. And I'm curious to see how they go forward to build towards this. Yeah. I mean, go back and look at that match in 2020 between the two of them. I, I, I mean, well, look at a screenshot. I hate to watch anything in, in the empty <laughs> arena era. It makes me so depressed. But um, yeah. But I mean, Rhea doesn't even, I mean, you know, it's Rhea. Because she's different enough even then from what the rest of the girls look like, but she looks nothing like the presentation she is now that she's found herself. But let me ask you guys this. Here's my here's here's my one concern of them deciding to do this and not go with her versus Bianca. Bianca is steadfast to babyface on the women's. Everybody's cheering Bianca. Bianca's just an over babyface. And I I love her. I, I think she's mm-hmm. a great act. Charlotte is polarizing. You know, she has respect on the name of Flair, and she's, you know, she's a, she's maybe the most, maybe the most athletic female they have. But, you know, I, I don't feel that there's a strong, an overwhelming strong, you know, she's not getting the, the cheers that Cody Rhodes is getting, um, say. So I, I wonder, the mania crowds could be funny because you get people from all over the world and you get the, the most ex- excited diehard fans mixed in with, are they going to put themselves in a situation where Rhea's coming in and it booked as the heel, but the crowd's going to be flop, flip-flopped and more in favor for her? I'll just be curious how they navigate that. Because she's part, because Rhea's, again, part of Judgment Day, which also on the card probably is going to be Dom versus father. Mm-hmm. And Dom's just getting tremendous heat, just disrespecting his father. And mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of think we'll get to it in a minute, but but but, but, but quick spoiler here. I kind of think we'll probably get you know, priest and priest and Rhea versus Beth and edge, maybe a limited yeah. chamber. Mm-hmm. Like, so like what I'm saying is the judgment day is, is got such, such heel acts going on. It would be hard to just accept the crowd overwhelmingly in LA cheering Rhea, but I could see that possibly happening. Well, judgment day is quickly becoming one of those groups that they're clearly bad guys, but, they're so fun to hate. I, I feel almost mm. like a uh, a Marvel comparison would be Loki, where he was the bad guy, but he was so good at being a bad guy. You just love to hate the fella. Yeah. I feel like that's like Dom. We all hate him, but we love we love him. You know, uh, Dream Realm saying uh, at Jack Farmer and Dominic Mysterio look the same age. Well, thank you. Wow, uh, I I appreciate that. We're we're both young chaps. We'll say there that. you go. Um, I think I'm closer to Ray's age than I am to, to, to Dom's, but I'll take it. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be. I think I think it's only a matter of time before people just turn and grow to just be fans of them. To your point, Justin, because they're just they're too like it's too fun to like. They're too fun, you know. It, but you you, you yeah. can turn that uh, ideology around as we're seeing, like we talked about with the bloodline, because people were starting to get on board. You saw all the fans holding the fingers up and stuff like that. But after what happened on uh, at the Rumble this weekend, you know, they got that heat back. Mm-hmm. And you heard it tonight. The audience were literally booing Roman Reigns. Even though he wasn't there live, they were still booing crazy how brilliant that was i'm just blown mm-hmm. away by how, yeah. how good that was mm-hmm. um we get a a quick backstage promo with seth rollins uh and kathy kelly and he says that of course he's gonna win elimination chamber but 
mum's the word on Logan Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy, I want your prediction right now. Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins, WrestleMania. Is it a guaranteed thing? Uh, about as guaranteed as it can get right now. I love the fact that he didn't say anything. And he, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, mum's the word. He seemed almost offended that the name was brought up to him. And mm-hmm. he said, you know, and you could tell he's hot about being eliminated by him storyline wise, because, you know, Seth is a, you know, a professional. He knows, uh, he knows money when there is money there. And Logan Paul is an attraction. And I could see about as close to a gear. If, if I had to put some money on it, I would bet that this is happening. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Justin, are you a are you a betting person? Let me let me put it. So we're not going to actually bet, but if Seth Rollins and Logan Paul have a match at WrestleMania, just offhand, what would you say the odds are they steal the show? I feel like those two guys are both show stealing people. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, Logan Paul obviously has a he's athletic and he's, he's got a hell of a natural charisma. I I've, I've always complimented him, whether it's against Roman Reigns or the Miz, the matches he's had on big stages, Logan Paul makes the stuff look easy. That is usually the toughest thing for wrestlers to figure out, which is the things in between the moves. You can go to wrestling school and you can learn the moves, learn the moves, how to take it, how to protect whatever. And, and there's a talent to that. I'm not discrediting that, but the hardest thing is to have a character to ha- to know, what motion? What taunt? What, what? What do you do in between that move to the crowd's reaction? That's the hardest thing. And Logan Paul just came in off the off of his very successful uh, media streak, and he knew exactly what he needed to do in between the moves. And then when mm-hmm. he did the moves, those were pretty damn impressive too. Mm-hmm. So uh, when you put Logan Paul in that situation again in L.A., your backyard, Jack, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 Hollywood. Up against Seth, who Seth is arguably one of the most athletic uh, guys in the roster. I mean, they will, you know, we're, we're still talking about, and we will be for 35 more years. We're still talking about the Ricochet Logan Paul moment, the spot. Uh, Seth, I think one of his goals is going to be going into this and saying to Logan, we're going to top that. We're going to figure it, we're going to find a way, we're going to do something that's going to go viral that everybody's going to be talking about. Mm-hmm no matter what um and and so this is a big this is big for Seth. you know last year seth had cody uh which was a big deal in the in the, in the context of cody you know very suddenly to us mm-hmm. is out the door of aew and back in mm-hmm. wb 
Seth was his opponent at Mania, so this is good for Seth. This is good for his career. Seth doesn't need to be the world title picture, but Seth needs to be in something big. You know, you know, he, you know, he doesn't need to be in a throwaway. He doesn't need, so this is this is good. This is a good spot for Seth, right. uh, I think. Um, and I think the promo work will be very entertaining. Who knows? Maybe Seth goes on Logan's podcast. Whatever, mm-hmm. whatever they do, and and Seth is, you know, Seth made Seth made headlines this past weekend. He talked for a few minutes with Wrestling Inc.'s Nick Housman, and uh, cut a promo on CM Punk and said, "You're a cancer. Stay away." And mm-hmm. just that off the shoot question that he got from Housman went crazy. So if there's premeditated time for Seth to do some stuff with Logan Paul, who knows what we'll be getting out of mm-hmm. that. Seth Rollins sneaky good at that kind of stuff. You know, I think that you're right. I think the the promos and things and the not and when I say promos to you and what you're alluding to in, in saying not just in the ring on a microphone, but yeah, those on the Logan Paul show that he does or in these red carpet events and things like that that really make it feel real. I think those guys are going to be very good if it happens we don't know seth rollins might win the u.s title and be defending it against someone we don't know against uh, logan paul, uh, logan paul there you go and 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 quickly to to dylan matthews i read in the comment that logan paul has to be the heel he is by default because wrestling fans will not accept them they they view him as an outsider in they their world to, they definitely started to lean that way during the rumble he or he started to play into that in the rumble mm-hmm. i think i think yeah. you know i think they talk to him about it and mm-hmm. yeah i think that'll happen yeah um we get another qualifier and this one is corbin versus gargano um mm-hmm. with gargano getting the win after loomis puts an axe through jbl's hat <laughs> and uh johnny gets the roll-up win uh justin this is what i love about these kind of things is i didn't know who's gonna win this one and these are the best kind. Of, I, I think they're two guys I think really need to sort of keep things up. But I felt like they're really good dance partners. I'd love to see them have a have a, a rivalry for some time or something happen between them. But uh, Johnny gets the win. This one felt, as a fan, really fun to watch. Yeah, it was fresh booking. Again, we've been on a good run since July of not having rematches. Uh, fresh booking. Baron Corbin and Johnny Gargano are about as polar opposites as you can get. Baron Corbin, you know, ex-NFL player, easy for me to say, um, you know, has been with the company for a long time now, relatively speaking, but he is the, he did not pay his indie dues and and he gets uh, crapped on by fans of, of his, of, for whatever reason, but he, but Baron Corbin is actually very good. Baron Corbin is a very good heel for all the reasons I just mm-hmm. said, because of what he gets, the emotion he invokes out of people. Johnny Gargano, and this is not a shot, I'm, I'm, I, I love Johnny, Johnny's a a friend and, and I'm a fan of Johnny's this is not a shot Johnny is the indie darling mm-hmm. Johnny is that he is that guy who's just slightly undersized he's in, he's in great shape he's not a fat slob that doesn't belong he's in tremendous shape but he's just slightly undersized he worked all over the world of the indies uh, for a long time relative to a Baron Corbin who did not who 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 took a different path of athleticism to get into the W system. So it's, it's a great polar opposite. So I love that. And yeah, I, I didn't know who was going to win. I I will say, I kind of actually sided a little more to Corbin. I thought, okay, they're going to go mm-hmm. to Corbin here. Somebody who's got a little bit more credibility in, in his WWE career. And the, the, he's going to add some cachet to that rumble or uh, rumble, that elimination chamber match. Um, and then Johnny wins it. 
And then I'm like, well, I guess, you know, Johnny's a guy that Triple H likes and and, and mm-hmm. they want to get as a baby face over with the fans. So, you know, justified there. So uh, this was a good match. Yeah, but I but I agree with you. I would not be, Jack, opposed to Corbin holding a grudge. And, you know, Johnny's I don't think Johnny's going to win the U.S. title. Uh, sorry, Johnny. Uh, but I would not be opposed then. So after the chamber, Corbin and Johnny become dancing partners and try to build something um, a little more. Maybe, you know. Corbin's got JBL. Can Johnny mm-hmm. find a WWE Hall of Famer that could be in his corner? Could, could we make a little something more out of this and could we play off the natural opposition that they bring about, if, if from nobody else, Twitter? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, Jimmy, uh, let me ask you this because Johnny's someone we all love. Uh, but similar to uh, like Candace, we mentioned earlier, or Michin, we're kind of still we're still trying to figure out who he is and what he's about and things like that. Is this this is his opportunity? Is it not to really stand out and show that he belongs? Absolutely, it is, and and kind of like to Justin's point where he said that Corbin had, would have added some different kind of cachet to that uh, elimination chamber match. That's what Johnny does as well because he said. Uh, I know people are going to look at him and say, oh, he's going to be the the spot guy for the match. But he can add so much more than that because Johnny understands that, yes, he may be slightly smaller than some of the other guys in the match. But at the same time, Johnny knows how to sell well. And he mm-hmm. knows how to – and he, when he presents overcoming the um, the size difference, he does that very well as well. So this is going to be an opportunity for him to shine in this match. And I think uh, because you guys said Triple H likes this guy, he's definitely going to have a good showing and don't look at this word that people have been misusing. (laughs) He will not get buried in this match. He will come out of this looking good. Even I don't, even though I don't think he will be winning the U S championship. I don't know. No, I was going to say, I don't know what the long term is with he and Dexter though. I don't that, that, that I wonder (laughs) where is that long term? Right. Yeah, I think that that's just like, hey, they were in NXT together. Let's keep them together. But yeah, I don't know what the the plan is. I do always say Johnny Gargano is the king of the plucky underdogs. And I feel like Mm -hmm. in a elimination chamber with uh, I'm sure some big folks are going to be in there, too. He's going to get to be that underdog. And I bet a lot of people at least maybe not. He won't win it. I agree with you guys. I don't think he's going to win. But you're definitely he's definitely going to give us that moment of like, Johnny Gargano might do this. I know we're going to get that moment in there, right? He might pull this off, and that's that's his uh, that's his bread and butter. All he yeah. needs is one big elimination. He, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. He'll he he might have. I don't know if it'll be the three of us or whichever combination of our wonderful podcast family, Issa mm-hmm. or whomever. Uh, it, it, but when we're talking chamber that night, uh, he might still get that one elimination that one spot in the chamber that he's going to fight for he's gonna like let me do this and he's gonna come up with some innovative way to use the chamber to do something um yeah so i mean this i I hope he makes the most of it i really do and i think that he can yeah and they say he might be the spot guy but guess what i like spots they're fun Mm -hmm. fun to Mm -hmm. see um we got uh nightmare kane saying Go away, Heatless. Lights out match. Heel Bailey. Shoosh. Austin Theory segment tonight. LA Knights. Ric Flair cosplay. Sorry, he just sounds like Rick. Seth Rollins laugh. Oh, you I sound like a, you sound like a fun guy to watch a show with. Oh my <laughs> those, goodness, those are all fun stuff. What you do know you what? like? 
Yeah, exactly. I'm looking at the list here, and I disagree with every single one of them. <laughs> that's, like me, that's, that's, that's like me taking you to an all all you can eat buffet, and you come back and say, "I don't like any of this shit." Well, what what do you want? <laughs> it's 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 ten it's ten or whatever it is, all you can eat. However many dollars, all you can eat. What do you what do you want? Yeah, it's like it's like ordering a glass of water and saying this tastes like water. Right. This is all great. How can you? Nightmare, I, Nightmare Knee reminds me of a wrestling fan. I always say this: there are some wrestling fans. <laughs> if I gave them a crisp Benjamin, hundred dollar bill, Jimmy, I know you're on different currency. If I gave them a hundred dollar <laughs> bill, they would bitch and complain. They wanted five twenties. Yeah, I hear you because it would it would have been, been only like seventy three, seventy four bucks Canadian. So, oh no, no, wait, strange. for me it would have been better. No, for yeah, me, yeah. better be, be like oh, 120 yeah. something bucks. Yeah, so, 120 loonies. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Loonies and toonies. <laughs> yeah. uh, but <laughs> Nightmare Kane, th- thank you for the super chat. I didn't. Thanks for the money, but I don't yeah. agree with you, Nightmare Kane. Yeah, yeah, those are all those are all awesome things. Uh, speaking of Austin Theory segment, though, uh, it's the VIP lounge, and Austin mm-hmm. Theory pitches Austin Theory live. It doesn't go over very well, but they talk about their past and. Eventually, Lashley comes out when Brock Lesnar's name is dropped. Lashley goes to spear Theory, but Theory pulls MVP in the way. Theory gets away, and MVP is left laying. Uh, Justin, you alluded to this earlier, so I want to go back to you on this one. I feel like I'm going to you uh, first a lot this time around, but <laughs> that's just the way it's going. Uh, theory, I mean, he said that you know he's got the attitude to be the next uh, uh, new generation with all the aggression. Uh called out a lot of uh, things but i think we all know what he's alluding to and i think we all know where that's going yeah i mean he's been dropping john cena references for for weeks it just seemed and, and, and quite frankly again it's if again we, we talk about the rock if cena's available <laughs> of course you use john cena um but if you if you take a if you take a headshot of john cena 2003 2004 and put it side by side with a headshot of awesome theory there's a lot of there's a lot of similarities there. You know, they just have a some you know, if Austin Theory, it just feels right. Um so yeah, I mean but, but you know, so that's yeah, I think uh, you know, Theory versus Cena's mania. Theory tonight, I, I tweeted it. He just feels good live on the mic. He he really and, and and that's and that's not when I say good live on the mic, that doesn't mean that you gotta have um the most cinematic soundbite the most you know cryptics that doesn't necessarily mean even the words you say it's it's just how you say it it's what you say it's what you don't say it's when you pause when you feel the crowd is evoked with such emotion to start chanting the crazy things that they chanted him and, and and he does it um he's he he and the guys i don't know I don't, uh somebody google he's you know early to mid-20s he's young and the fact that he's got all this experience under his belt, remember, let's not forget he had many experience last year. Um, he, he he's just he's got it, and so I completely can understand if they're positioning him to work mm-hmm. with John freaking Cena, um, the promo fodder that's going to be there, and, and what Austin and Austin Theory is a fan. Austin Theory mm-hmm. is not a guy. He's not a guy who did not know about WWE until he was twenty, and then somehow found his way to the Performance Center. Austin Theory is a student of the game. He has been mm-hmm. a fan since he was a kid. He's like a John Cena. He was fantasizing being world champion as a kid. So he 
he has an investment there and and he him and Cena, what he's gonna take away from working with John Cena, what John's probably gonna give to him. It, it, it yeah. it's 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 got so much potential. And uh, real quick before Jimmy jumps in there, uh, uh nightmare indeed did send one more. He said, I love most of it. Just messing <laughs> oh. around. <laughs> oh, so. thank you, Nightmare Fan. Yeah, it's uh the yeah. And, and different yeah. strokes for folks in any exactly. case. Uh, but uh but Jimmy, yeah, so the ideal that ideal uh, opportunity of a John Cena versus uh mm-hmm. Austin Theory's only 25. Wow. Um yeah, actually uh pals of mine, Evan Mack and Flobo Boyce interviewed him uh back mm-hmm. at SummerSlam and he said uh he's always wanted to be a wrestling fan, didn't do other sports so he could work out and get in shape and get the body to be a pro wrestler, which tells me in high school, which tells me a lot about the guy. Uh but Jimmy, I want to talk about the here and now and I want to talk about the VIP mm-hmm. lounge uh and of course, it seems like there's more friction between Austin Theory and everybody, mm-hmm. uh, but it felt like they built a lot of stuff here, whether it be Lashley versus Brock, Lashley versus Theory. But also, I want you to wildly speculate about what's going to happen next as it pertains to MVP and Bobby Lashley now that that spear happened. Yeah, the spear puts another spin on things because it looked like the way that that Austin Theory and MVP were going back and forth on the mic that Bobby might be maybe siding and bringing the hurt business back together again. And Mm -hmm. then the spear put a monkey wrench into that. Now you're wondering, oh, my goodness, you know, yes, you know, Austin Theory did pull MVP in the way. But at the same time, it still was Bobby who hit the spear. And, you know, maybe MVP is looking for an apology from Bobby, even though it wasn't really his fault. And Bobby says, oh, I'm not apologizing. You you were in the way <laughs> or something or whatever the case. Right. But it, it it adds another spin to things. And and you talk about Austin Theory, uh, if I can just backtrack a little bit. His yeah. promo work is like what you need to do in a wrestling ring is, he, you know, he's learned at an early age to sell, let the let the crowd react to what he is saying. You know what I mean? Listening to the crowd and reacting it. You do it in the ring during a match when you're selling at certain points to let the crowd absorb what is happening. He's doing that on the microphone as well. And uh, man, the guy is, is, you know, well ahead of the game. Let's put it at 25. I, man, that's shocking to me that he's 25. It's unfair. It's unfair. You're not allowed to be that good until you're older. No, right. but, uh, um, no, we go from the uh, VIP lounge to M- M- Ms. TV, uh, mm-hmm. and he's complaining about the rumble when Adam Pierce comes out and says that they've got a new sign and it's Rick Boobs. Um, he's back. Quick win. Jimmy, uh, good to see him back. Kind of bummed I didn't get to see him and Ezekiel be a tag team. Those two look like they'd be a fun tag team to watch visually. Uh, but uh, thoughts on Boog's back? Uh, I don't know. Just the, uh, <laughs> not really in my wheelhouse. Let's put it that way. You know, just interesting. Okay. 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 Uh, Justin, fantasy book Boog's for the next month. Uh, Boogs everyone, and... everyone says you're a great booker, by the way. That's one of the YouTube comments. Uh, oh, I know really? was, yeah, <laughs> you, you should. They said you should be a booker for WWE, so I'm gonna put you, uh, put you in the hot seat. <laughs> I, I interviewed once to be a writer, uh, true story. Uh, <laughs> uh no, if I'm, I, um, 
they're they're doing just fine um <laughs> very noble but, of you you took the high road very good <laughs> yeah yeah now um i fantasy book books i'm gonna fantasy book rick boogs and elias trying to out rock star each other mm. elias with his uh, songs that he can never get through the first verse and rick boogs who's air guitaring and air drumming i don't know i feel like there's something there um Look, Boogs has got a look. He's got a body to him. Uh, this was a, a pretty good way to reintroduce him. Uh, he gets a he gets a win on a Miz, whose Miz is so distracted being in a ten thousand dollars suit. So, I think there was a, a good reintroduction. It made you know it made you, know, it made you okay. The guy Rick Boogs got a win on the Miz, so good. Um, but yeah, I want to see more. I mean, he he had a, he had he had a go to of the 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 the, the the puffer fish breathing face that he does mm-hmm. and he's he's air drumming air guitar and um let me see what else he can do let, let, let's 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 do some more let's give me some more uh i, I don't want to i'm not gonna poo poo it because those you know like i yeah. said worked beating the miz but i need to see more to mm-hmm. figure out if rick boogs is a, is a thing right he he invites me to dinner but i gotta see the the plate of food now now mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here i'm sat i'm ready but now you gotta now you got to get to the next step. We'll see how it goes. Um, real quick one here. I know we're getting a little long-winded, so we'll uh, kind of rattle through this next part. But Maximum Male Models are both disgusted and intrigued by the Alpha Academy, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Maybe Otis. You think Otis is going to be a male model? Uh, whoa, that would be interesting to see. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> Otis, <laughs> Otis in, in a, you know. Masse. Oh my oh my all goodness. I can all I can picture is Farley and Swayze in the Chippendales SNLs. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Justin, what would be Otis's maximum male model name? Is it OT? O- o- T- I don't know. I, again, I don't know. I don't o- know the name. I, <laughs> I don't I don't know what the name will be, but all I can picture is we're gonna have Otis in a skit next to a very fit Jack Farmer esque manscaped. <laughs> Maximil model, and it's gonna be the Chippendale, and 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 somehow Otis is gonna just go neck and neck with with said said male. Call him the WWE. Oh, oh. <laughs> WWE. I can do I can do a hip swivel. So if you need someone, oh. just let me know. Uh, but we get to <laughs> we get ladies to of the a... podcast are gonna be commenting. <laughs> Prove it. Prove well, it, Jack. Norman. As long as the super chat. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yes, yeah. pay that money to see Jack, real Jack Farmer, Hibble Swip. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Chippendales, you got to uh, you got to show some green. Uh, but we do Swivel have hip. <laughs> we do have a segment uh, where Bailey comes out, talks some trash about Becky. Becky shows up and says Bailey's scared. Bailey says Becky isn't good enough for anyone, including her husband. Becky says. Let's end it where it started in Orlando in a cage. Bailey says no. So Becky gets Dakota Kai and threatens to chair her leg if she doesn't get her match. And Bailey eventually says yes. Justin, when I think of Becky Lynch and I think about her super popularity and I think about what really shot her to stardom, this is the kind of Becky Lynch I think about. The one that says, I'm just going to beat people up until I get what I want. And this is what we saw today. This is the my favorite Becky Lynch promo in a very long time. What were your thoughts about it? 
Yeah, it was good, and 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 Bailey certainly poked the bear with some personal shots of uh, with her and Seth, and so yeah, I mean this this set the stage, and this is obviously a redo from something that got uh, cut short on time last week at Raw Thirty, and so they're gonna get probably whatever time they get and a little bit more if they want it as, as a make good. It'll and, and yeah, it'll be good, and yeah, Becky Becky, you know she she came off well. I will say this, I I, I never like this. Um, the whole, hang on, let me go back behind the curtain to drag out <laughs> your whatever that I've just beaten. It's like Adam Pierce and crew are so quick to come out to stop whatever the shenanigans. How is Dakota Kai laying bloodied and, 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 and decapitated uh, behind the curtain? That nobody, I, I never like that, whatever. Um, I think Dakota Kai actually got injured at Rumble is what I heard. And so this is the way to kind of like, give her some disguise of not having to physically do much, but that's always been, I, I never, I never liked that spot. And whether it's, whether it's a face like this going back to grabbing one of the heel henchmen or the heels going back to grab the baby face. I never liked it. It's like, you've obviously alerted me that there's a panic button of security at all point in times. How is nobody knowing that this person is back there suffering? I, I just, mm-hmm. I don't like it, but. I'm, 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 I'm nitpicking Jimmy so there we go well now I imagine I can imagine him backstage in Gorilla and like Adam Pierce like can someone get Dakota out of the way I'm trying to look at the monitor right I, I just I, yeah like, we, like right like like we, there's, a, there's, a, there's a wonderful there's a wonderful behind the scenes gallery there's a wonderful behind the scenes photo gallery at WWE.com from Raw 30 and it's great I love the behind the scenes and like yeah. you even see a great uh, Gorilla uh, shot of Triple H hard at work Bruce Pritchard's there it's great and all I can think to myself is, you know, Dakota's laying there behind the curtain, screaming in agonizing pain with a chair wrapped around her ankle. And 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 Hunter's got the headset on his all right, uh we're getting ready up. Hey, 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 hey. Can you can you quiet down over there? Yeah. Can you quiet your pain? I'm trying to run a show here. Like, what? Uh. Becky, you can't leave your victims in gorilla, okay? Yeah. <laughs> back here. Or, ju- or just behind the curtain. That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think of it that way, but you're right. It's We're trying so to run a yeah. show here. Mm. Keep, keep your keep keep your pain down to a minimum, please. We're live, pal. <laughs> We're live, so, pal. Someone back there just puts one of those little signs that says "Watch the bump." Like uh, <laughs> when there's like a bump backstage and you don't feel the wow. trip, it's like watch the uh, mind the gap. <laughs> yes. mind the gap. Uh, so, yeah, Jimmy, this one, what I really liked about it from just a, a storytelling standpoint was if you didn't know any better, you never would have thought anything went wrong with the cage match previously. You would have thought this was all part of the plan to begin with. It was a nice cover up for the uh, miscue last week that were they, regardless of the reasoning why, the, the time issue and stuff like that. But it does, it almost feels like, hey, if we pull it off like this, it looks like we set it up this way from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it and you can make that argument that, you know, if somebody in the back can say, hey, you know what? We had this plan like this the whole time. And yeah. you, you they can get away with saying it, with a, even though chances are that wasn't the plan from the beginning. But it's a nice way to get back to the match you want to have that you promise the people and still give it to them. Um, we... Uh... 
we got a another backstage uh, arrival, and this is the true arrival, I think, in a lot of ways. Chelsea Green shows up, and uh, she's unhappy about her accommodations. And Jimmy, the thing that frustrates me about this so much and about this segment is that she had to wait almost till the end of the show before anyone did anything about this. And it was only after she spoke to the manager. Why isn't Chelsea Green getting any respect? Uh, I, your, your guess is as good as mine. I don't know if does she deserve, she, I mean, she obviously thinks she deserves that respect uh, above all the, the rest of the the women's roster. And that's a stacked roster that they've got now <laughs> in the ladies division in WWE. So, uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, hearing her complaints some more because her complaints were actually very interesting, uh, you know, and, and see how the other, uh, uh, the other female superstars react to her complaints. Yeah, well, Justin, if, she's, this, if she's getting a private uh, room, why aren't I getting one? And uh, yeah, Justin, this feels like a layup for Chelsea as far as a character goes. Yeah, uh, she's a uh, fantastic performer. Um, I like this. I like this Th- uh, again, but but I can't help it. So I'm just whatever. I'm just gonna own it. I always compare what we have creatively now versus what we creatively had then. Um, it, I feel like if you went to Vince and pitched, we're going to have a young, beautiful, vibrant female talent who looks like a million bucks who could walk on a runway at any moment, like Chelsea Green is. is. Mm -hmm. We're going to have her be a Karen. You know, I I, I don't know if Vince would know what a Karen is in modern, modern lingo. Um, right. Uh, so I think it's just it's what well, my point is. It's just it's just good. It's creative booking that is, as you said, Jack, a layup. It's just lay, it's just leaning into something that everybody can kind of relate to. Everybody sees something about it on Twitter or TikTok or whatever, and having heard and then apply it to the WWE world of I want my own dressing room. I want Swiss chocolate. I want better water. Um, she'll have a whenever she has her first match. I, I I want this ring to be cleaner. I don't want their sweat to be in here. I want the ref to be shorter. I like it, it just leaves a ton of creative potential, um, which I think is fantastic. And that's that's all you want. You just want you just want to be entertained. And uh, I'm I'm very much looking forward to this um, with Chelsea Green. Uh, we we go on. We have a match with Ziggler versus Bronson, and Ali interrupts Ziggler's promo again. Uh, but then we get a match, and Bronson just kind of beats the brakes off of Ziggler for the most part, Jimmy. Um, I think that Bronson, the Bronson train is full speed ahead onto the Elimination Chamber. No, oh, absolutely. It looks like it, especially going into this match. And this match fits him perfectly. And, mm-hmm. you know, you talk about finishing maneuvers off the top rope. That that's tsunami splash looked violent. And you know what? People say, yeah, but Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler did not get buried, folks, in this match. Dolph Ziggler helped put over a new talent, and he did a great job at doing that. Justin, I I definitely want your thoughts on Bronson as well, but I also want to ask you about Ali here and how he continues to interrupt Ziggler, getting kind of annoying, uh, but... What I love about this is, and I mean, I mean this with all due respect. I feel like it is a perfect elimination chamber, not all the way to WrestleMania, but we need kind of rivalry matches, uh, kind of rivalry to have. Like, if that makes uh, sense. Yeah, no, no, it does. Um, there's at least consistency. It's you know we're at least remembering to book Ali and something every week with uh, mm-hmm. 
with continuity. So yeah, it feels like him and Ziggler have maybe a, uh, a match elimination chamber. Uh, you know what comes of it from there, we'll see. But uh, but yeah, but to, but to Bronson Reed, yeah, I mean this guy, the audience is still getting to know him, obviously. But every time he does that tsunami splash off the top, there's a ooh and an ah from the live crowd. I mean, to see a guy of his size moving the air like that, it's not something that you're seeing on the on the show. So uh, then you put him in the situation of the chamber <laughs> where he can jump off some things. Um. He, well, I'm sure we'll talk about it next week and, and, and subsequently as we lead into into Chambers' event. He might be one of my dark horses of maybe he does take the U.S. title in this Chamber match. We'll see. But uh, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of him. I've always said I love I love the guy. He models himself after the Vaders, the Bam and Bigelows, and I love those guys, uh, mm-hmm. the, the bigger guys that were so athletic and agile uh, that, that did what they did at 300-plus pounds. So I think Bronson Reed could be a dark horse on this road to mania. He's not going to be winning world titles, but he might walk. He might be U.S. champ before it's done. Uh, lots of lots of good stuff for him in the future. I think I love his music too. That's my favorite. But we got a bunch of backstage segments, and so I want to get some quick kind of rapid reactions from you guys. First off, the elimination chamber for the women's championship is going to be happening. Uh, and it's going to be, uh, or I guess for a shot at the women's championship at Mania, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Raquel, Nikki Cross, Asuka, and Liv Morgan already in. But next week, there's a four-way between Pi- uh, Piper Niven, Carmella, Meechin, and Candice LeRae. Um, that's happening. And uh, we also got a... Carmella, quick interview with the new look Oscar interrupting. Um, Jimmy, the women's division looks stacked right now. Oh, it absolutely is stacked. And, you know, Mella is money. And, uh, you know, and, and you know, Oscar's uh, reinvention in, or going back, so to speak, it, it's working. It is mm-hmm. it is a nice new refreshing change for her and making her feel fresh again. But the, the like you said, uh, Jack, this women's division is absolutely stacked. So and them having a chamber match to determine who's going to face the Raw Women's Champion at WrestleMania, it's it, it's just makes money. It's, it makes sense. And uh, Justin, I love how they're already sort of pairing people off and pairing them together uh, during this. So as we get into Mania season, you can sort of already see where they're going with certain things, which is kind of what makes this time time of year magical. Anyone that stood out to you in this group of, of I guess, all these women that were mentioned? Uh, no, but that's only as a compliment to all of them. They all kind of have uh, a case. To, they all are stock that you can make a case to buy in on. I just love the fact that um, okay, we're gonna. T- there's six elimination chamber spots. We're gonna take the last four women who didn't win the rumble, and make them automatics. It's like, good golly, Miss Molly, there's some freaking logic. <laughs> yeah, let's. You know that 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 was that alone. Just again, it's a small thing, but it's like it gives the rumble match credibility of okay, next year if you're in the rumble, you don't win it, but you're part of the final four. Maybe you get put in the chain you know that it, it does that it's it, it gives a in that respect it gives that sport feel the mm-hmm. that it gives that aspect that aew very much aims for a lot of times with the records and, and all that stuff it gives that sport feel of logic of you know you didn't win but you came this far so we're gonna account for that in the future 
Um, so I like that. I, I thought that was, uh, again, a nice logical touch to things. Especially because going back historically so often, they would add four people, but the last two need to qualify. And you would think, well, why is it this way? But well, yeah, simple, yeah I mean, like, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, I mean, like, just real quick. I mean, we look at the past. In the past years, they would have Rumble and they'd have Chamber, they'd have Mania. You'd have Rumble. You'd have a guy win the Rumble match after beating 29 other people. And then the Chamber would happen for the other title because we've had two world titles for a while. Mm-hmm. And the people in the chamber, some of them would be people that didn't have a damn chance in the rumble. They were eliminated. You know, it made no sense. It was like, well, why? Why did the, why did the person who got eliminated last in the rumble why were not why were they not in the chamber match for the other world title? Oh, because they're on the different show. They're on the Monday show at the front. It was always very. If if you wanted to try to explain it to a friend who's over hanging out for the night who's not a, a regular fan and they're trying they're yeah. putting a more sport li- it, it made it made you as a wrestling fan sound like an idiot <laughs> you yeah. definitely right. come up with all these reasons of trying to explain it well storyline <laughs> says they can it just made well, yeah. this this this, yeah. this wrestling thing sounds pretty stupid just, right you just go that's just how it is uh, yeah well, <laughs> isn't it uh, funny how isn't it funny when things make sense it just makes it that much more enjoyable yeah. So much more enjoyable and so mm-hmm. much more fun. And it's just, it was one sentence. Like it was mm-hmm. one sentence just to say, this is why. And you go, oh, okay. It wasn't some big thing. It didn't take a lot of riding. It was like, oh, this is why. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Um, yeah. We also had a backstage segment before we get to the main event. Uh, Boogs and the Street Profits and Elias, uh, they're all chatting. But the takeaways here are that. Montez versus Elias next week for a spot in the Elimination Chamber. Dawkins versus Priest for a spot in the Elimination Chamber. Uh, and as simple as this was, uh, Jimmy, this opens up so many op- options. This little segment that we'll all forget in two weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking there was a little bit of a Boogs versus Elias tease. There was a little bit of a uh, possibility of maybe street profits both going into the elimination chamber what's going to happen if that happens mm-hmm. um i feel like this just opened up a lot of like ooh, that's interesting that could be a big moment uh mm-hmm. any takeaways from you on this one i like i like that idea of having both profits going into the chamber match and ending up having to face each other in the chamber that mm-hmm. that that you know puts another spin on things but uh you know, I could see someone like a Ford in that, uh, you know, can you imagine him doing that five-star frog splash off the top of a pod or something like that? They're going to have to make uh, that cage taller. Yeah, no kidding. But, um, yeah, I, I love that it gives you options. It is, it's not as clear-cut where you can say, well, yeah, we know Priest is going to win over Dawkins. No, there's an opportunity. There's a chance here where Dawkins can, can be Priest. You can't predict a winner, and that's a nice little change. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes, sometimes, like I said, with, with the rumble, I know people said, well, you know, the outcomes of the rumble matches are were predictable, but they made sense. And in this case, I don't think the, you know, the winners of these matches are predictable, but at the same time, you can make a case for both matches mm-hmm. for, for either guy winning. At Justin, regardless of what happens with the street profits, as long as at least one of them gets in, I don't know. I'm getting Edge and Christian vibes and that little bit of jealousy that started to build when Edge won King of the Ring and all that stuff. Yeah, maybe. I mean, um, 
WB has definitely replenished the tag division, so you can make an argument to say that um, maybe you. I don't. I don't want to say you don't need the street profits because they're really good, but maybe you could say mm-hmm. we have better options if we branch them off in singles uh, competition. Um, but I, I, that's tough because for a while it seemed like Montez Ford was the foregone conclusion. That he's going to be the baby face. He, he's going to be the 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 the, the Sean to the Marty. But I think Dawkins has really stepped up in the recent months and the and the matches to show his athleticism, to show his charisma, to say, hey. Don't just discard. So uh, that's hard. Like, has there ever Mm -hmm. been a tag team split where both have just gone off to be baby faces? (laughs) So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Has I don't know if there has been a. Where were the uh, New Age outlaws? The New New Day has, in the recent years, New Day has gracefully (laughs) kept an alignment to each other, but let Big Ego do his thing and then Kofi and. Woods say that I mean that's the closest really, but usually the traditional tag team is one there's a split, one is face, one's heel. But I don't know if that's the way to go with Dawkins and Ford. Were were New Age Outlaws when they were because one of them I, I think it was uh Billy Gunn was like hardcore title champion and uh I think Road Dog was like intercontinental champion at one time. Were uh, they when they or was that, the their 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 splits were kind of crazy because it was of injury, but also they kept Road Dog because Road Dog was the Mike guy, so they kept him yeah. on the stick more face, and he was hanging out with our truth and whatever. Uh, Billy eventually ended up doing like Billy and Chuck stuff, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but again, there was the timelines were skewed because of injury, so they didn't have them at at full use. Um, it wasn't like split, and then they go their yeah. separate ways. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's an that's an interesting point, huh? Well, have to, I, I'm just fascinated by that one. But uh, as we get to the end here, we're we're going a little long in this episode. But we got one more match left, and mm-hmm. it's Finn Balor versus Cody Rhodes. Uh, and by the way, the history, like, could you imagine, like, three years ago saying this was going to happen uh, mm-hmm. on the road to WrestleMania? I mean, just this, it's crazy mm-hmm. that we got this match on, on Raw. Uh, but mm-hmm. Uh, the story of the individual match here is Cody goes to the outside. Judgment Day surrounds him. Edge runs out and makes the save. Cody eventually gets the win, um, uh, which I think is is probably the right thing all around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin, what was it like for you seeing this matchup? And, and by the way, not shying away from the fact that Finn Balor invented everything that Cody, uh, not everything mm-hmm. Cody uses, but you know what I mean. No, there's a good little backstory here, and and they, and they sold it in the promos leading up to it that Cody and Finn actually have a very parallel career. They 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 have outside of WWE a lot of uh, crossed lanes, and so they they played into that as much as you know WWE is not necessarily going to name drop, you know, uh, other things, yeah. but they but they they alluded to it. I thought that was really well done. Um, the the match was very good. For, for what it needed to be for a TV main event with a couple commercial breaks. Um, the entire time, I'm just like, please protect Cody. Let's not hurt the guy who's our golden goose to chat, you know. So they're doing all the, they're doing all the peck, all the peck, you know, teases. Yeah. And make sure you're please kicking his bicep and not his peck and whatever. Uh, it, it was good. It, it was good. It was good. It was, it, it made sense. Put Cody out in the main event. Um, you know, uh, and, and, and all the drama, Judgment Day's out there. Edge comes barreling out of the the crowd. 
Uh, this it was, it was good. Th- this Raw absolutely is going to be down in viewership numbers compared to the week prior for the Raw 30. That's just because. But I don't think that means this Raw was bad. I think this was a very good Raw for the first Raw on the Road to Mania and all the things we talked about, all the all the business they accomplished. Yeah. Um, I think WWE has a lot going for them right now, and I don't even think they've shown us all of their Mania cards, uh, as I alluded to earlier with with mm-hmm. with, with some matches. So, um, yeah, good finish, mm-hmm. uh, Jimmy. Uh, this. Yeah, I feel like this one did a lot of good business, you know, told a lot of good stories, kept things going with Beth and, and Edge. And, uh, but I do feel kind of like Judgment Day was in the right here. Edge came running out of the crowd, attacking mm-hmm. them. And I mean, Rhea Ripley was just trying to help her man. Beth Phoenix would have done the same thing. Oh. I'm just, I'm just being silly. But, uh, what, what were your thoughts on this final match here? No, I enjoyed it. And, uh, of course, they, they emphasize the fact first time ever for these guys. And, and, they put on a hell of a match and, and it told a heck of a story. And, uh, you know, edge coming out of the crowd was a nice little touch and also set up some stuff for the future between edge and the judgment day. And also having Beth out there, meaning, you know, we're going to have someone for Rhea to combat as opposed to, Mm -hmm. you know, taking shots at the men, you know, so to speak. So we could see a mixed tag match in the future, somewhere down the line. Maybe we see that at elimination chamber. You don't know. I think we do, Jimmy, because I think we have to see Edge and Beth versus Rhea and maybe Dom Priest. Well, Priest or Dom, I, but I, we have to see it at, at Chamber because look, Rhea's got her, Rhea's got her focus at Mania on, on the right. title. So I think, I think this would be a good. And I know it's uh, you as the as the Canadian. I know we're in different provinces. I know that Quebec is is in. I know Montreal's in Quebec and and and, yeah. and Edge is from Toronto. Uh, Ontario, but it would still be the Canadian crowd to get behind Edge. Um, so I think we do Edge and, and Beth versus you know, Rhea and whoever from Judgment right. Day at Chamber. Yeah, makes um, sense. Again, because sense. Mania, Mania seems like Mania is getting kind of busy already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that's a great those like that kind of mixed tag is is the like perfect like I said elimination chamber kind like I don't want to see it at Royal or I, I don't want to see it at Mania. But it's still be, it'll be fun to see. So I think Elimination Chamber is perfect for that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, I just knocked it out of the park. WWE has been so good lately. It's been, I like I said, the, the Bloodline stuff, too. I know we didn't really do much of that tonight, but uh, I think it might be. I, I'm just, I don't want to say it's the best thing I've ever seen because I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. But, geez, it must be close. Um, we also got... Uh, so much stuff going on talking sports by the way uh, off topic did everyone see and hear the photo of ricky starks that cody at the rumble got with from fans quite entertaining um it might not mean anything it might mean something who knows (laughs) you never know yeah uh i say it's smart of ricky starks though i mean Mm -hmm. network baby yeah (laughs) get people talking get people talking Uh, Ricky Stark's got a few more people on his LinkedIn page. He added a few. Yeah. More people. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but as we wrap up and and get going, uh, Justin, any final thoughts? And where can the world find John Line? Now, a good role. You know, I think they did a lot of good things. That there's a lot of logic that we, you know, talked about all in this episode. Uh, so I'm, I'm I'm here for it. I think the, this is a good start. If, if, if we all got on the on-ramp and finally joined Jack <laughs> on the road to Mania, yeah. this is a good start. Uh, follow me on here. I'll be back Wednesday with uh, Jimmy and I think Isa. 
uh, post AEW on most Friday mornings with Busted Open, Spar with LeBar on Sirius XM. And uh, Jack, I actually asked Jimmy this off camera. I'll put you on the spot. Are you going to Mania this year? Oh, I'll be there. One way or the other, right. I'm going to be okay. there. All right. So maybe, all right. So maybe there won't be Triple J on the Mania weekend podcast. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe Jack. Maybe I'll, I'll call in. I might call in afterwards and just horse horse voice and everything. Guys, it was the greatest thing ever. The Rock. Yeah, was I don't there. know. But... Stone Cold was there. I was <laughs> but, I don't know. <laughs> but but we all well of course we lead to, we lead towards Elimination Chamber all these big events uh, and having a blast as Jack said at the beginning and I want to reiterate here at the end of the podcast please whatever platform if you're watching the video that's great if you're listening to the audio afterwards that's great mm-hmm. too go to the platform Apple Music YouTube whatever Apple or Apple Podcast oh, YouTube yeah. whatever leave a comment please give a rating if you leave a rating leave a comment like. We're, we got some big things we're trying to do, and the more and more that you guys can leave, the feedback is helping us. Um, so please do yeah. all that, uh, and and that that that's good for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's very, 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 very important. Yeah, even if if you listen, if you listen to us on YouTube, you can still hop mm-hmm. on to Apple real quick and leave a little five star <laughs> review. Why 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 don't you? Uh, just uh, Jimmy, where can the world leave you a five star review? Oh, or uh, just, follow you online. Well, on all my social media platforms at Jimmy Corderas on Twitter, at Real Jimmy Corderas on Instagram, and uh, you know uh, you can find me here on Monday nights with you guys, Triple J, and usually with uh, Justin and Issa on Wednesday nights after Dynamite, and you know weekdays on all my social media platforms or anti-social media platforms, uh, doing my ref and rants and having a little fun with that. And as far as Raw tonight goes, I thought it was a nice follow-up to their Royal Rumble, and they're paving the roads to WrestleMania. See what I did there? They old dad, mm. old dad jokes. Uh-huh. Old dad uh-huh. jokes. What can I tell? <laughs> uh, well, yes. Thank you to everyone who joined. You can follow me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. Make sure to follow at Wrestling Inc. Watch all the shows: the NXT after show, the Dynamite after show, the Thursday news show, the Friday SmackDown Rampage show. Uh, check out all of those like comment share subscribe five star review all that if you've been in the chat again i can't see the chat because i'm using my phone here uh thank you to everyone who enjoyed or joined us and chatted adam staples by the way swayze from earlier dylan matthews nyc demon diva i'm just assuming he's still here sheed black ethan cruz i'm sure is here night one sergio uh jeroy J. am sure is here chris uh we also got Nisha. We've got, I'm sure, uh, Adam, Dream Realm. I'm sure Jax is here. Uh, Justine, uh, Tina Miller, uh, Night One. Everyone, you guys are all here. Baby Ice, I'm sure, is here. I can't see everyone's name, but I'm sure you're all here. Thank you guys so much for uh, always tuning in and, and being a part of it. That does it for us. And we'll see you at the next mile marker for the road to WrestleMania. Oop. <laughs> 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 When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.